Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. This is what I need you all to understand right now. If you want a successful, thriving company, it's not always fun, but you have to decide what contracts and boundaries you will be honoring, you will be enforcing, and what type of behavior you will be tolerating in your life. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. 
Welcome back to the show. And it's time for another quickie because there's always time to fit in inspiration. And I'm so excited to talk to you about what I'm about to talk to you about. You're like, just tell me what you're going to tell me. So I have been thinking a lot about decision-making because I'm finding that in order to run a really successful company and create a culture, um, and also if you want to start another business or if you want to be successful in the business that you're in, or maybe you're a part of a company, or maybe you know you work at a big corporate building or whatever that is, if you have a job at all, decision-making and making amazing, important, big, incredibly challenging decisions is going to be the key to whether you are happy and successful or not, right? And we can all end up making decisions, but some of us take a lot longer. And that can cost us a lot, not only monetarily, but it can cost our peace. I don't know about you, but if I'm sitting in indecision, I just did a podcast on this. I am in massive like pain. I'm stressed out. I'm anxious. Um, I go back and forth. I tell myself a million different stories. And so what I want to talk about today is to decide what you'll honor, what you'll enforce, what you'll tolerate. Decide what you'll honor, enforce, and tolerate. And I thought that if you had a moment, um, so maybe if you're in your car right now and you really want to get clear on this, you can listen now, but I would highly suggest writing this. I'm telling you, writing and actually getting it out of your body and being really clear is going to be one of the biggest things that you can possibly do for yourself. So I'm actually going to do this for myself on a big board. I may or may not keep it private because I do think this is like my personal code of ethics that I'm going to be writing down. And this will be what I make my decisions on. And I'm telling you when my company gets bigger and when I start this other company, this will be on the walls as a clear clear decision-making process for myself and for the culture of what I want to create moving forward. So decide what you'll honor, enforce, and tolerate. So this is what you're going to make every single decision off of. And when I say honor, this is what I want you to think about. So if something is happening in your business, or you have been asked to speak somewhere, or you're getting asked to go and do something and you have signed contracts, you decide for yourself personally. We all know that there's like a code of morals and ethics out there, but we all know that majority of people have their own or they go off their own or they break the ones that we think are culturally standard because really nothing seems to be standard anymore. So we've all signed contracts when we get a cell phone. We've signed contracts when we get married. We sign all of these different contracts in our life and many people honor them and many people don't. But what happens is there are a lot of different things that will hold those contracts in place. And for a lot of people in small businesses or businesses, it has to be them who decides if they're going to hold those things in place. So that's an example of, are you going to honor your contracts? And are you going to honor the contracts that you sign that you know may not be massively enforced? That is your decision. This is what you have to write down in your code of ethics. So here's what I have written down um, for the three things. Right now, I have at the top of my page, decide what you'll honor. And then I have arrows pointing down. And then I have decide what you'll enforce. And I have arrows pointing down. And I have decide what you'll tolerate. And for each one under honor, it says, 
you know, if you decide to honor, I have, I'm go, I will honor my word. And under that, it says, but does my word have any exceptions at any time? And if it does, what are those? So I'm going to write those things down, right? So I'm always going to honor my word unless like I do have exceptions on some of those. Unless something happens drastic in the company where if honoring my word means having to get rid of everybody's job or if it really threatens it threatens someone else in the company to the point where it's not healthy for the team. Um, if it's something that seemed like an amazing decision one day and actually could be something that could really harm, you know, the, the company moving forward or the future of the company. So that's what you need to do is decide what you'll honor. I will always honor my word except for these exceptions, right? So you'll go and you'll look and you'll say, so when something comes up, like, okay, this doesn't feel very good. I really don't want to go and speak at this place or I really don't want to go to this party now or I really don't want to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, but you said yes and it doesn't fall under any of those exceptions. So if this is the person that you wanted to be when you were writing this in your highest self, maybe you said a prayer before it, you know, let my highest self write this code of ethics or make these decisions. If you said yes and it doesn't fall under those exceptions and you know that you want to honor your word, then guess what your option is? You go and you do the thing because this is your code of ethics that you've decided. This is your highest self. And this is the one when your head hits the pillow, you're going to be the happiest with. So something else about this, you're no longer in indecision. You're no longer going back and forth of if I stayed home, you know, because we said, let's just say you said yes to going to a wedding that was in another country. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this seems so hard, blah, blah, blah. You're doing all the things. You're telling yourself the stories of why you shouldn't go, of the money that you're going to spend. But you said yes to this person. You were so committed. And so what else this is going to do is you said, yes, it doesn't fall under any of the exceptions. And so you've realized, okay, I've got to get back into getting committed. And now I'm going to think of only good stories about what's going to happen. And now I'm going to think of how happy they're going to be when I show up to celebrate the wedding. Now I'm not going... like I'm going to cut off all other decisions, right? I'm going to cut off all other stories. I'm going to cut off all other emotions. I'm only going to feel the emotion of saying yes and knowing that I'm honoring my word. There, boom, done. So this is the decision-making process. And if you don't start to understand who you are and who you want to be, the universe doesn't know. And you're always going to be in this flippy, floppy, back and forth like blobfish. Have you ever Googled what a blobfish looks like? <laughs> like It's just all over the place. There's no container. There's nothing to contain it. It just... It's like so... It has no structure whatsoever. So I can only imagine how we all feel, which I know how we all feel, when we are in indecision or when we go back and forth or when we don't know how to answer. So for me, it's like, this is another thing about, you know, if I'm, if I know I'm going to honor my word, you better believe that I'm going to take some time to say yes or no, right? I'm going to sit on the decision for a day. So if it's a big decision and someone's saying, Hey, you know, I'd love for you to come over here and it's great in the moment. And I say, yeah, yeah, let me know. I'd love to be there. I don't do that anymore ever. I'm like, you know what? I'll look at my calendar and I'll get back to you tomorrow. So then I go and I sit with it and then I, I write them or let them know or call them and tell them exactly, you know, like my exact answer of it's probably going to be a no. Right. It's probably going to be a no. So I don't jump into yeses 
at all anymore because it causes so much stress and time of trying to figure out how to say no or how to get out of it. You're not going to have time for this later on in your life when you are starting to run something that is much bigger than what you're doing right now. And I'll tell you that I used to do this all the time. I'd sit in indecision. I would say yes to someone and then I'd go back and I'd say no. Like It was a disaster and I didn't like how I was showing up. So underneath my decide what you'll honor... Uh, one of the first things is word. And you can also put different things under there, but also ask, does this have any exceptions? If if so, drop down another arrow, write the first exception, the second one. Maybe you don't have any exceptions on any of these. So when you go to make a decision, you look at it and you're like, crap, I didn't write any exceptions because my higher self did not want me to get out of this. So the next question, decide what you'll enforce meaning boundaries. So decide what you'll enforce. Um, So well, my first drop down is boundaries. And then my second one is contracts. And then underneath that, I have under both of them, do I have any exceptions on these boundaries? And then it's, do I have any exceptions under these contracts? If so, write them out. So I'm not going to get into too much of this because I really got into a lot uh, of it with the honor one, but this is exactly what I want you to do. So Enforce should have one arrow down. And for me, it has boundaries and contracts. Maybe you have a lot of other things. Maybe you have things that are really big for you uh, that you want to write underneath there too. And just write if there's any exceptions, like think of everything. Like, okay, if someone is, you know, I'm going to honor everyone's contract that I sign unless someone falls terribly ill with um, a terminal disease, Um, unless someone has lost an immediate family member and they need X um, amount of time or a refund on this. Other than that, no. Like Other than that, I am not refunding anyone's money because it was completely in the contract, right? Like Something like this. It needs to be so rock solid and clear so that when you get those tough decisions of maybe you had a retreat, right? Maybe you had a retreat and it had all of the contracts lock solid. You had lawyers look at it. You have all the papers written up. And this is your very first retreat because you are leaving your corporate job and you finally want to be doing this. And you're not clear on how you're going to enforce your contracts. Like you haven't actually thought about it because you've been too busy in the planning. And all of a sudden, maybe people right before get a lot of fear around leaving the country or doing something they're not used to. And I totally get this because I've had... This will be my eighth bliss project. And every time right before bliss comes, people start getting scared and they want a refund. Well, I've already paid for them. So I absolutely am not giving you a refund because that is the contract. You read it. You signed it. This is exactly what your soul wanted. And now it is now on you to know that you are breaking a contract. And that is a lesson that you have to learn because I'm honoring and locking in the contract I made with myself of keeping my contract and making sure that you get your butt there or that you learn from this lesson. If I just said yes to all of these people who were afraid, like, yeah, here's your money back no one would ever come. And then I would never be able to book the event and you would never, I would never be able to have this business or do these events again because word gets out quickly. This is what I need you all to understand right now. If you want a successful thriving company, it's not always fun, but you have to decide what contracts and boundaries you will be honoring, you will be enforcing and what type of behavior you will be tolerating in your life. Because 
you will be living what you tolerate. So if it's underneath in force, you have that arrow down, then you have boundaries and then you have contracts and then you make sure you write out any and all exceptions. And as soon as a decision comes up and someone starts pushing those boundaries or testing them or trying not to honor something, you look back at what your highest self wrote and you stick to that no matter what. It does not, it is not your job to make people like you. It is your job to honor your soul contract and keep moving forward with your life's purpose in offering, you know, whatever you can to help other people. But with that comes a lot of trials and challenges. And the first thing that will come, I feel like, especially um, for women, we'll get tested in this area is people judging your character out of these different decisions. But all you have to know is that you honored who you were in that moment. You honored exactly your word. You honored your contracts and you showed up exactly how you should. So then my third one is what will you tolerate? And under that, I have treatment. Just as in, how will people treat you? How will people show up? Like, there, this could be endless things. So, what will you tolerate? What kind of culture uh, do you want at work? What are the different ways that people are going to be showing up? So, underneath tolerate, just decide what you want underneath there. So, what will you tolerate? Your maybe how your family treats you, and write any exceptions, or or write how you want them to treat you, right? Um, or what you won't tolerate. Sorry about that. And then write: Are there any exceptions to this? Like, if you wrote, you know, under uh, tolerate with family? How, how, what will you not tolerate? Um, people being a certain way to you, maybe people uh, not showing up to any of your holidays, whatever that looks like. And then say, are there any exceptions? Well, of course there are exceptions. But if it doesn't fall underneath those things in the decision-making process when someone's treating you poorly, you need to also then say, what steps will I take? Will the first one be, um, you know, if I want this to go smoothly and I want to get back to love, no matter what, because this you're writing this with love, like literally before you write this, say a prayer and say, please guide me to help me understand exactly how I want to show up in really challenging situations um, with the highest good and the highest love or whatever that looks like. Maybe spirit guide me, maybe God help me, however, but definitely say a prayer before writing this. And then Underneath that, you'll say, you know, what do I want to, how do I want to respond when these are broken by other people or when I break them, right? Is the first step a conversation? And if that conversation doesn't go smoothly, then what? And if it's been several conversations, you decide, you know, if I have two or three conversations and this keeps happening, or maybe if this happens two more times, like you make an actual decision and you say, then I'm putting a boundary up and I'm not allowing this person in my life for a while or however that looks. And you've made a decision so you're no longer in the black and white saying, this happened again. I knew I shouldn't have let this happen or I can't believe this is going on or this is all I'm thinking about or I'm so mad at this person. Like that is an energy drain. It is draining you from exactly where you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be helping. It's draining you from giving the love you're supposed to give to your family and to yourself, right? So being really clear on what are these decisions in life? Do they have any exceptions? Because nothing is black and white, right? You have to write out the gray. And also understanding that, yes, you want to stick to this as close as possible, but there will be an exception that you don't know about or that you forget about. But for the most part, you're going to be really clear when you're going to try to make an exception that isn't really an exception you want to be making at all. And you're like, that just is... Yeah, that's not going to work for me. So you're going to know that it's it's a kind of it's threatening 
who you wrote down that you want to be because maybe your character is being challenged. Maybe someone's telling you you're a bad person because of something. And you're like, you know, this all says I followed my rules and contracts. So I'm going to go ahead and just stick with this decision and make peace with it and pray around it and know that if I don't do this, that I'm not going to be able to have the self-respect for myself. I'll know that I'm not actually protecting the sacred business that I want to start that's helping so many lives, that's employing so many people or is about to employ a lot of people or is changing the legacy of a lot of families. That's what you have to remember is your boundaries and your contracts and your word. And what you're saying no to is a protective barrier on this sacred business and money that you're making to help move people forward. You have to get right with saying no. You have to get right with making money. You have to get right with when people challenge you. Let them not like you. Stick to your decisions that you know are right. So I get super fiery about this because I see so many businesses not make it. I see so many people start to crumble when things get hard. If you're an entrepreneur, your job is to solve problems. That's it. So if you wake up and there aren't problems, you might need to look at your business and if it's moving forward fast enough or if it's growing fast enough. So honestly, if a problem comes, know that you chose to be an entrepreneur because you wanted to be the one who wants to solve the problem. So if you don't want to be the one who doesn't or, or who doesn't have problems, you guys go work for uh, you know someone else or something that you don't have to even worry about or a company that you don't care about. Because even if you go work for um, an amazing corporate company or you are working you know somewhere that you love, you're going to feel this like. The only way to not solve problems or have pain or have hard times like this or have tough decisions is if you don't give a flying F about the place that you are working. And that's not how any of us want to be, right? If you love what you do, if you enjoy what you do, I don't care what position you're in, you will absolutely have to solve challenging problems. And majority of those problems are going to be with people or they're going to be solved through people. And I'll tell you, it's not going to be the easy route. It's going to be you having to stand up and say what you need to say to move things forward or create a boundary or stick to something or stand up for your culture or not tolerate something, not tolerate certain treatment, not not tolerate um, how people are showing up. So you guys, I just want you to know this is all a part of it. It's beautiful. It's for you. And it's either all for you or none of it is. That is my belief in life. And that is what gets me through every day. And that's what keeps me excited about life. So that even when massive challenges on a platter come, I'm just like, all of this is for me. All of this is happening for me. I've adopted the belief that this is all a setup for what is coming next. I need this new muscle that feels so painful in order to know how to move through quicker, easier, better um, on this next problem that's coming or on this bigger thing that I will get to work on. So I was thinking today... When we sit, when we get a problem as entrepreneurs or in the workplace at all, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's easy to get stuck in them. So maybe someone on your team, if you're in network marketing, has really hurt your feelings or stabbed you in the back or is totally going against what you're saying. Or maybe someone, you know, who works for you has just done a complete 180 and you were just, 
completely shocked by what's going on, or you can't tolerate the way someone's showing up anymore, or maybe one of your clients or a coaching client or something like that is breaking contracts, or you're, you know, maybe they're saying things about you or they don't like the way that you've done things. And we can get really stuck in those uh, problems. And the thing is, those aren't the problems that are going to move your business forward. And those aren't the things that are going to help. Those are actually going to drain you. That's actually harmful to your company. If you don't make a decision, quickly move on and make peace. So I was thinking today, I was actually in Soul Cycle thinking about this. And I thought, oh my God, when we get stuck on a problem, it's like going to the gym and having a really hard workout. And after leaving, just like trying to get back into the pain of how much it hurt while you were doing squats and how agonizing that was and how terrible it felt while you were at the gym and how sore your muscles are. It's like, you guys, when we leave the gym, we're like, yeah, okay, that was really hard, but now I'm going to focus on what it's going to do for me. So this is what we need to do. Instead of being like, oh, this is so hard. The problem happened. You don't have to focus on it. Now you ask yourself, why is this happening for me? How do I move through with peace, with love of the highest good? And understand that sometimes when you're doing something hard and making a hard decision, it's actually because that other person needs this lesson. You can't rob people of lessons, right? You cannot rob people of their lessons. And a lot of times when you make tough decisions and you have to stand up for yourself, you are one of the biggest pieces of their lessons that they would never be receiving if you did not do that. So it's not only a lesson for you to stand up for yourself and your boundaries, but also for them. So it's equal. We're all fulfilling soul contracts every single day. And I can tell you whether it was in my, you know, fitness business when I'm, uh, or for my monthly membership program, I can tell you whether it's, you know, was during writing a book, um, and working out contracts. I can tell you whether it's hiring employees or being in network marketing and working with a big team or now doing big events or whatever that looks like. It has always been challenging. It has always been hard. I've always questioned, oh my God, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? This is really hard. Should it feel this painful? And now I'm like, okay, let's not focus on that. Like, Why would I go back and be like, wow, that squat was terrible. It really hurt. Oh, my muscles were so fatigued. I can't believe it. Like, No, this is all for me. This is all making me better. I love that I get to do this. I'm so freaking blessed. Bring on the problems because problems are why I'm here. If we didn't have any, you wouldn't be an entrepreneur and you wouldn't have a business. Like You're solving a problem the day that you say that you want a business because your business is going to solve problems, right? My business is going to provide X. My coaching is going to provide X. Um, My food, whatever it is, it's going to provide something. You're solving a problem. So guess what comes with that? You're going to be solving problems every single day and it's going to rock your world and it's so worth it. And it's all about reframing. And you guys, I'm super fiery because I've had a lot of people come to me like either worried about their business or how are they going to you know, say no to this? Or they're having a lot of trouble honoring their word. They're having a lot of trouble honoring their boundaries. I'm like, you're not going to keep what you have and it can't keep growing because you're not going to be, han- be able to handle the bigger decisions later on. So do it now. Decide who you are now by writing this all out and using this graph. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be clear. And the more clear that you are, the faster you move. And the faster you move, the more that the thing that's burning in your heart and your purpose is going to be out in the world. And you're going to feel so much peace at the end of the day because you're fulfilling your God-given 
purpose. You're fulfilling your God-given purpose. So you guys, I'm sending you so much love today. Thank you for that. I was just on a rant because I have so many amazing women in my life right now who are having trouble with um, making decisions, making tough decisions and feeling like they're um, you know, their boundaries are getting crossed left and right. And I'm like, well, this is something that we're tolerating, right? So what are we tolerating? This is what your life is going to look like. If you didn't tolerate people um, pushing those boundaries, it would stop showing up. It's because our lessons will keep showing up until we understand what we need to do clearly. So I really hope this helped you guys. I hope that you can put your hand on your stomach and feel a little bit of fire of knowing who you are and letting that person come out more because that higher self absolutely knows best. So I love you guys so much. Let me know what you got out of this. If it was something that's hitting you right exactly where you're at, I would love to know if it helped you make any decisions. Um, And once you make that decision, let me know. Let me know if you find some peace on the other side. So sending you so much love, you guys. Until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you 
So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.